0: We are not makers of history, we are made by history. A quote by Martin Luther King Jr. Hello listeners, my name is Aditya Satyampande and in this podcast we will understand the ongoing situation in America. Also we will try to analyze whether these roids and public agitation came from nowhere or is it supported by history itself. Wild, White, West. Man, in the scarcity of knowledge, thought that white is light and is everything, tall is superior and so on. He also claims his genital to be normal while that of some one other to be not normal. He thinks only his book says all truth and that of others do not hold any legitimacy. Based on such ridiculous beliefs and faith, he assumes himself to be better, more forward and cherry-picked by God. History of legitimate quote, legal slavery and find its roots since the time of three premium civilizations namely Egyptian, Mesopotamian and Huang while Harappa, the Indus Valley civilization is considered to be an egalitarian civilization but this should not be read in the context of whole Indian subcontinent The principal theory behind such barbaric and cruel laws are claimed to be a godly distinction of superior and inferior race Science on the other hand said Melanin act differently in different geographical conditions, but such study needs pain and effort to understand. Hence, latter is automatically neglected and prayer is continued to believe correct. George Floyd is not at all a normal story. It is just a small incident reflecting a series of pain, suffering, cruelty and idiocy. But above all was the greed of maximizing profit. As legitimizing trade of slaves came with the companies, which later colonized the world. Being marginalized is still okay, but when a race starts thinking that my life, my freedom and everything in my natural position is held by them, things get worse. Africa being the epicenter of global history has been a significant part of written as well as spoken history, reason being their geography which forced the morphology of the people of Africa to inherit more melanocytes than others scientifically better built of Africans turn as sin for them. Colonization is an agglomerate of history's most petty sins ever committed. Trading people of alleged inferior race was legal and very economic. Ever wondered how Habshis were able to form tribes in India? The dark shadows of such sins covers almost every corner of the globe. But for this article, we'll discuss America in particular. Slaves were brought here to work in mills, mining and also as servants of Babu's. Such activities might have occurred for the first time in other colonies in the world, but for America in particular, it needn't at all new. It's quite interesting to study how civilizations established in America, a distinct landmass from the rest of the world. These movements date back to the time of late Pleistocene period. After rediscovering America accidentally by Christopher Columbus, colonial powers had all their eyes on this huge landmass full of minerals and oil. The accession of America is mostly unrecorded due to underdeveloped society of predominantly living people, who are popularly known as Red Indians. North American colonists warfare against Native Americans was often horrifyingly brutal, but one method they appear to have used perhaps just once, shocked even more than all the bloody slaughter. The gifting of blankets and linens contaminated with smallpox. The virus causes a disease that can inflict disfiguring scars, blindness and death. The tactic constitute a crude form of biological warfare, but accounts of the colonists using it are actually very scant, reports Channel History. Slaves brought from other countries, mostly from Africa, suffered nothing better. Hate for different races was so embodied in European minds that it later led to World War. From 1650 to 1860, slave market was booming. It was among many other profitable businesses. Slaves were not only captured from Africa, but from tribes in India, Aboriginal Australia, South America, Vietnam. No part of the world was safe under the colonial power, but among all an African was and is still cheap labor to hire. These labors were transported in small ships like hens and pox or any other commodity of trade. Hundreds of them died from hunger, thirst, and even by disease in the journey of months across the ocean, jam-packed in duck these slaves were subjected to extreme brutality and torture even in the transportation. Today ships like these stand in museum heritage sites, jails and even hotels. Slavery, although prominent on a localized level since the very start, the traces of huge amount of organized slave trading or transportation and selling were first seen in Middle East and Ottoman Empire under the influence of chronic Sharia Islam. Portugal was the first country to export slaves from Africa to Brazil, a country full of resources and a global leader in sugarcane export. Highland of Caribbean were mainly under British or French control, where slaves were bought to work on fields for sugarcane production. Let's fast forward it. After colonies thought that taking a foreign land in a direct position increases the risk of retaliation, democracy is introduced. Which was and is still by far most sound and transitory governing system. But such an advanced system of governance too could not find a better way to filter prejudices, occults, and social divide. Was Britain itself not a democracy when they were trading humans like ducks? They were. In fact, After cleaning thousands of tribes and natives, America also got independence in the 16th century. But slavery was continued till 3 centuries later and the most infected parts were that from Eastern America and Southern America, which holds today's dream cities. Although slavery was abolished in the northern parts of America, greed forced Southern and Eastern states to not discontinue slavery, at least on paper. This greed was backed by cotton farming which required a large amount of human labor. What could be a better alternative to cheap slaves from Africa for that purpose? Unlike in India, Britain had 13 different colonies in America. All did not get independence in one go. Though the American war of independence is the most prominent incident in the American freedom struggle. Started in 1775 and ended in 1783. The struggle for complete freedom in America continued till mid-19th century and even continues today. Independence was not equal for everyone. As discussed above, slavery was continued by different states for various purposes. Slaves were forced to work on fields, many times without food and water for weeks. A pioneer policing model was introduced called slave patrol, who were a group of men patrolling from field to field to keep a check on these slaves. The main focus was to ensure that these slaves do not plan a mutiny or try to run into northern areas to live freely. Until eighteen sixty five, when America got submerged into the flames of civil war, these unjust acts were continued under the name of law of the land. Civil war continued from eighteen sixty one to eighteen sixty five. America for the first time in the history, instead of saying sorry and providing with some immediate reparations to the affected community, passes a law in the parliament calling it Emancipation. These acts of claiming psychological possession of mass eternal liberty were periodically demonstrated on streets by leaders scattering from local level to congressmen of that time. White community leaders who survived by propagating fear, hate and false sense of aristocracy were the ones standing on the forefront to fight against the 13th amendment, the Emancipation. Reconstruction Era with the adoption of the 13th Amendment, the United States found a final constitutional solution to the issue of slavery. The 13th Amendment along with the 14th and 15th is one of the trio of civil war amendments that greatly expanded the civil rights of Americans, says our document, which is a record keeping official website of the United States. And after this, a reconstruction era was witnessed, which lasted till next 30 years. This time mainly focuses on two issues. First was the reconstruction of Southern America, which almost collapsed during the flames of civil war. And second was to give some legal rights and economic support to recently freed slaves. The real twist here was the loophole provided by the Congress in the amendment which provided Southern states to interpret, add or subtract any provision of the amendment as per their need. For example, although 15th amendment provided every citizen right to vote, but by the help of above-said loopholes, Southern states added a criteria of education, more specifically literacy test, in order to become eligible for voting. In some states, people who paid taxes were only made eligible to cast vote. Such small laws created a huge impact on African-American community as they were the only ones who denied formal education and were marginalized since past many centuries. Although by these amendments four million slaves became free men and free women. But writing some script on a piece of paper really changes mentality of thousands of years? No, absolutely not. Especially when the feudal lords and priestly class keeps on reminding you from time to time that those texts are nothing but shit. Incidents of hate crime did not stop in fact. After emancipation it increased several fold. Patrol police was converted into formal police, but their modus operandi did not change by changing their name. They still inherited the feeling of holding authority over the affected community, and the recent incident is a classic example of this. Provisions of emancipation were literally becoming troublesome for southern states. Pressure from white community was evident. As a result, series of regulatory framework was reintroduced to segregate black once again. These laws together are known as Jim Crow Laws, where Jim Crow was a racial slang used by a white community. While I was studying these records, I found that yes, they were similar to Nuremberg Laws passed by Hitler to target Jews. And ironically, Hitler was also an elected chief of the state. These examples force me to understand that it is not the leader who becomes mad first, it's the citizens. Some similar laws were recently introduced in India too, which now I feel reluctant to mention. Jim Crow laws directed segregation among black and white almost everywhere, gym, schools, workplaces, public places, public transport and even in restrooms. Today's multinational giants like Coca-Cola advocated this divide and acted accordingly then. But the African-American community did not stop for asking their natural rights after emancipation. Every time a cruel incident like these occurred, protests were continued to be seen on streets. Among all incidents of hate crime and brutality, most famous was when a 14-year African-American was lynched by a group of men for allegedly having a heated argument of his with a white woman in a grocery store. These incidents spread a wave of concern among African-American people. They were forced to retrospect whether they are really safe in this country or not. A group of educated black people for the very first time in American history formed an organization who fought against these brutalities in the court of justice. A place which is guided by a set of norms which was infected since the very start. This group was named NAACP. National Association for Advancement of Colored People. The organization is still in existence. With time, more and more people, learned people from all races got associated with the organization. They were creating some difference on a superficial level, but still, there was a lot to change on the ground. Murders, lynching, kidnapping, rapes were though less common in cities, but were normal in rural and suburban areas. Their mode of operation remained in the vicinity of non-violence. Gandhi was becoming famous among this community after his works in Africa. And most of the works by NAACP were inspired by him. He was a guardian angel during all these movements. His manners of civil disobedience, sit-ins, marches were largely followed in these movements. But the movement really got its escalation during 1954-68. to 68. A fourteen years of time spam after Indian independence. A major stimulus behind these escalations were two incidents. Number one, Brown vs. Board of Education. Number two, Rosa Parker. In a judgment passed by Supreme Court of America, Brown vs. Board of Education, Court ruled that segregation on the basis of colour was not to be entertained in the school. In other words, there was no no need to have different school for different color people. When first batch of six students were to attend their school for the first time, a massive protest was held across the city. The situation was so tense that these children were provided with National Guard protection. Now this is something which I call bold move, a move which is taken against the will of majority. Many states, on the other hand, took years to implement this ruling of the Supreme Court. In the second incident, a lady named Rosa Parks from Montgomery was arrested without any charges for guilt. The matter came into picture when Miss Rosa was sitting in a bus on a dedicated seat for black. She was asked to vacate that seat for a white woman who was not getting seat inside, for which she denied as she was sitting on a discriminatory seat assigned to her. In one such incident, Gandhiji was also thrown out of the coach in Africa reserved for white people although he was having tickets of that class. Both the incident changed the environment for white supremacy to remain consistent, but this time charge will be taken by a priest from local church of Montgomery called Martin Luther King Jr. King Martin started a civil disobedience movement against Montgomery city bus services. City bus services were boycotted for almost a year. They were brought down to knees. Nice by this act of boycotting their services. In 1956, municipal bus services finally abolished the system of segregation in city buses. After this incident, King Martin became the face of these protests. He organized massive demonstrations that seized massive media attention. He was the founder and a member of Southern Christian Leadership Conference, SCLC. Student activist Along with the CLC and other small local organizations, staged demonstration across the South. On March 1963, he led a march on Washington for jobs and freedom. This is by far the greatest political gathering of all time. Around 3 lakh people witnessed this occasion. Next year, in 1964, Martin Luther King was honored with the Nobel Peace Prize. On March 7, 1965, he along with other activists were marching from Selma in Alabama to state capital Montgomery, where they were attacked by state troopers. This march was organized in response to the police killing of a fellow activist Jimmy Lee Jackson. This incident later got popular as Bloody Sunday. The arrest of Nobel laureate managed to gather a huge camera coverage. His unique manner of surrendering uplifted his humbleness while fighting against such humbleless sins and sinners. They call it taking the knee. The brutal attack by state and law enforcement agencies on hundreds of peaceful marches and other civil rights activists in March 1965 drew unprecedented attention on the movement for voting rights. The movement finally got its success in the year 1964-65. Remember it was a time span of 15 years after Indian independence. America finally passes two laws in the parliament, namely number 1. Civil Rights Act 1964 and number 2. The Voting Rights Act 1965. 15 years after a third world country which not just got independence but also inherited a true spirit of democracy, America who alleges to be the custodian of democracy and holds the validation power for the rest of the world, gives its citizens a uniform code for the democracy. It provides almost uniform civil rights and for the first time since 1700s, every citizen including African-American and women got powers to cast their vote. This is nothing but inherited paradoxical behavior of these traders who were now owning a country. Basics of any research is based on historical data. It has and will always in future repeat itself, perhaps in different format.